This is HPR episode 1733 entitled Linux Lugcast episode 003 Outtakes. It is hosted by Kevin Wisher and is about 71 minutes long. The summary is pre-show and after-show banter that does not get published through our normal feeds. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Continue the pre-show chatter. So, anybody uh, actually have a chance to uh, listen to that uh, clip I suggested for the intro music? Not yet. No, I, I I never had listened to that HBR episode. I downloaded the episode and then I emailed Pokey and he sent the the four of us the uh, the actual files. Okay, I just. I heard that today listening to the podcast, and I thought, yeah, that, that would not be a bad... Of course, I probably have bad taste, but I, I said that that would not be bad music for a podcast. Is that a uh, current HBR, something that just came out? Because I haven't heard that one yet. Or is it a past one? It's past. I think that... Yeah, I know to get to it, you'd, you have to go to the uh, expanded list. It's from St. Patrick's Day. I don't think I've made it that far yet in my playlist yet. I put a link in the mumble chat. Yes, I might want to start the stream. Hey, Kevin, you ever heard of, uh, what was it, Roundcube? Is that a web-based mail thing? Yeah, I was actually listening to uh, Source Trunk and heard about it. Yeah, I think that's where I heard about it, too. Um, I've never, I've, I think I've even tried setting that up once. Have you? I tried. I said, <laughs> I don't think I was. I don't think I was successful. It sounds interesting, especially if I can get POP three. Well, it sounds like, or I mean, it seems like it, uh, there's three of them out there. Every time, like a ISP or whatever gives you a webmail option, and and Roundcube is always one of them. I was thinking about trying to install it. Should have tried before the show. <laughs> well, I could. I could talk about my fail with listening to the last episode on my Sansa Fuse for a little humor. Did you ever figure out what the problem was? No, I I did not, mainly because uh, I suspected it was because I had not upgraded the Fuse to the latest version of Rockbox to 3.13, and Fuse is running 3.10. And uh, what I did was I just... Yeah, put the 
episode file on the uh, the micro SD uh, uh, card and then listen to it in the Sansa clip instead. And it the the clip listened to it fine without uh, any hiccups. The the fuse was a total fail. In fact, Rockbox crashed and rebooted when I tried to listen to the to the file. Now, did you see the uh, the one and only feedback we got? I did something about some hardware thing. Uh, what was uh, I? Re- I read it and it it didn't stick. It doesn't stick in my mind. I don't know what the uh, uh, the suggestion was. What the feedback was about some hack for the, the the wheel or something to get the wheel to not click something. He would said he uh, he was able to. Google it, and he acted like he puts a URL in there, but there is no URL. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I guess I didn't read the email closely enough. It does read as if he was putting in a URL. Now, you have an E260, don't you, Honky? Yeah, and I just put uh, Rockbox on it. And I hate that fucking wheel. <laughs> what What is it about the wheel that you don't like? Like I said, it gets kind of like dirt and stuff in it. And it just kind of, oh, it, yeah. it yeah. sticks. And I've had before, well, it hasn't been as bad when Rockbox, but in the, uh, the stock, um, Sansa, uh, hardware, it was just anytime it would get stuck and it kind of clicked up, it would skip like one or two at a time. <clears throat> so it was, it's just been a pain, but, um, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't work bad with, um, with the Rockbox. Yeah, Chatter, this week I actually tried to put it on the clip, and I'm sold. I want one now so I can put Rockbox on it and have fun. Hey, great to hear. Something I suggested actually was welcomed and uh, helped somebody. I mean, it'll help me waste more time. <laughs> if that's productive, then yeah. Well, I can't imagine with any, anybody for the device that uh, supports Rockbox wouldn't have it installed already. I actually had not heard of it until uh, the last uh, podcast. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, you know, that's it's funny. I, I know I've heard Dan and probably some of the other people on Tilts talking about it, but I do not remember hearing much about it on other podcasts. Maybe there were some Hacker HBR uh, episodes about it, but I really don't... Uh, have any have any memory that nothing comes to mind about where else I might have heard about it. So do you want to read his feedback and then just go, we couldn't, yeah, you didn't leave an uh, URL, so we don't know exactly what you were talking about? Because I'm trying to Google it and I'm not getting anything. Let me see if I can bring it up uh, on another search engine. Any objections to uh, moving all the show notes concerning Jonathan over to the next to the new one well we can't have him on the next episode because the next episode is the weekend that the uh, Linux Fest up in Boston is being held oh yeah that's right well it's the night before yeah well a start page doesn't return anything that looks relevant well what I'll do is I'll X out of Etherpad, you can export uh, HTML or I think HTML and PDF or a text are your only options. Um, I'll just export that out, forward that to everybody, 
and clear out this three so we can start adding notes for whatever we're doing tonight. Yeah, I'm afraid, Chad, or all the questions you had set up for <laughs> what's coming up at uh, Northeast Linux Fest are going to have to be migrated. To, so how did uh, Northeast Linux Fest go? Yep. You know, I, I put, uh, I used DuckDuckGo and I searched for Sansa Clip Hardware Wheel Mod with no quotes. And among the results that come up look to be a lot of hardware mods, which uh, looks very interesting. I haven't, I haven't opened any of the search results, but the, uh, the search page looks pretty interesting as the results. Gotta try that because Google only Google wants to do is sell me stuff. Well, they treat their customers very well. You need uh, to, are you using Firefox? Me? Uh, Honky. Chrome and Ice Weasel. I think you can add uh, an extension. I know in Chrome and Firefox it's called AdBlock, and we'll get rid of all that crap. I'm pretty sure AdBlock does not running chrome or chromium i i remember maybe back about two years ago uh they were asked about migrating it they said we have absolutely no interest in uh supporting chrome and chromium unless that's changed and really that that could bring up a first topic uh because a, a lot of the websites uh for podcasts that we listen to are ad supported to bring in income and uh so if you run ad block you're denying and, and i do run ad block I'll, I'll, I'll be forthright on that but uh uh you know it's been said well you know a lot, a lot of these open source resources are supported by ads on the website so are you you know you know are we hurting hurting our open source friends uh, by running ad block and denying them that income. And I, I, the one thing I'll say is, you know, my, my excuse is my bandwidth is so horribly, uh, small that I feel justified in not loading anything on the page. I don't have to. That reminds me, I, w I had, I've been thinking from time to time, I should, uh, prepare a segment for the, uh, for an episode parodying the Jupiter Broadcasting ads with ting and godaddy and i forget what their net what digital ocean that's their uh hosting service they pimp some of those they just they just cry out for being for writing parodies yeah i have no problem with somebody ad blocking uh jupiter no those are actually inside the episodes so as soon as the thing starts i like Fast forward about three or four minutes uh, because that's about how long the guys take to run through the ad. The scary thing is both Ting and DigitalOcean don't seem like bad products. It just it gets so painful listening to them sell it for you know upwards to almost what it feels like about five to ten minutes at a time. Yeah, I listened to another uh, a Linux podcast from another network this week and I think the first 10 or 15 minutes of the show was ads for different things so it's not just Jupiter 
I've never blocked any ads. I don't know. I just kind of go over them. I don't really see them anymore, I think. And if it's something that's that atrocious to where I'm actually noticing it, I just don't ever go back to that site again. Well, that's the thing. Some of the, so there are some sites, I think Pharonix is notorious for uh, being very intrusive. They'll have pop-ups or some kind of thing you need to click on to be able to actually read the content. And uh, the pop-up contains advertising. Pharonix Jay Lindsay brought up a good point in IRC that you can, you know, you can whitelist or blacklist what you want to come through. Well, you can whitelist or blacklist the ads, but you can't say on this website I'd like to see the ads because they're ho- they're going to be hosted on another server, and on this other website I don't want to see any ads. Chatter, it's funny you bring up Pharonix. That was exactly the site that I was thinking of that I never go to because it's so atrocious. Now, I'm looking at my Adblock preferences in Firefox, and it says that you can disable on this particular domain. So you can actually pick a, you know, like a specific website and choose to disable the ad blocking. Okay, I'll have to try that. I, I think it's sad. Oh, I was working on a customer's Windows machine today and brought up the browser to find something. And, of course, they had, you know, defaulted to MSN. And I said, oh, I, I while, you know, while I'm sitting here and while something else is running, there's there's a story I find interesting. So I click on the story and then you click on the story and fully the right hand third of the page was the all, all, all of these, you know, just come on uh, clickbait sites like there's a trick now to uh, lower your car insurance and you know find find uh, people who ha- who have uh, 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 mug shots in your town you know and it, of course it fills in where I am and a bunch of other stuff just just total bogus stories the scandal that will topple the Obama administration and you know. It, it's just sad that somebody with huge corporate backing like MSN can't make the site work without taking ads from just such obviously disreputable people. I was curious. I just checked. Yeah, Adblock Plus and Adblock are both available on Chromium as well. Oh, okay. They must have changed their uh, tune since I last uh, heard about it. Yeah, I gotta agree with Taj. I just got into a point where I, that whole like right hand side of the screen, I just kind of block. I don't even I don't even notice it anymore. But I do, like we were talking about before, I do notice it when it's um, anytime I do like a Google search, I get like one or two that are relevant, and then I gotta go through, especially if it's hardware related, I gotta go through every single site like five Amazon, three eBay, and God knows what else. Every time I'm just trying to find some information about uh, some piece of hardware. Has anybody ever played with the, I guess it's Yacy or whatever the like distributed search engine thing is? I tried to play with it and it was terrible. I kind of was hoping it was a lot better because I would like to get away from Google. No, it sounds kind of rough. My understand. Go ahead. My understanding is you have to have it running for a long time to crawl and, and basically have a dedicated machine, which could be a Raspberry Pi or something like that. But um, it's kind of like when I want to search something, I don't want to wait for my... Uh, little machine to crawl the internet to get all the stuff it needs for that. Exactly. What was it? Sound Chaser was saying that he, uh, he was been using that, wasn't he? Could remember where I heard that on a, uh, KPO or whether that was on the, uh, the new year show. He was talking about it. 
Yeah, my school corporation sold their sold to uh, Chrome. We do uh, or Google because we did a one to one rollout, and every kid in the district got a Chromebook. Um, so I, I try to separate my personal life from that as much as I can. You know, Taj, uh, we had uh, Charlie. Uh, oh shoot! Uh, but uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, KPO, we had the guy in uh Pennsylvania that provided uh Ubuntu laptops to all, all the high school students or or school did but you know he was he was behind it and uh I'd really like to hear uh, uh maybe 2 weeks from now your experiences with with providing uh Chromebooks to to a school yeah actually I heard uh that KPO and I sent it to the the head the district head of technology um, because me and him butt heads regularly on um, his philosophy of locking everything down and everything has to be secu- secured in the most draconian ways possible. And I sent it to it, sent that episode to him, just a link to it. And I said, this is doing it right. Um, and somebody is doing it and is successful. So you don't have to be scared of it. Um, and then he promptly never responded to it. <laughs> well, is there much void to lock down Chromebooks? I, ma- I imagine there there must be a way to put them through a web filter yeah we have uh, our school district uses a company called lightspeed and they do this filtering software which actually to the benefit of uh the chromebooks they really dislike lightspeed um which causes the, the chromebooks to constantly get kicked off because they won't go through the firewall um but it's it's ridiculous what they do with the firewall. It just drives me crazy. Um, kids are trying to do legitimate educational things, and they're constantly blocked, and it drives me crazy. Well, that's not light. That's not Chromebook specific. That's because of the way Google does their domains. We use Lightspeed where I work, and it's a constant struggle. I mean, we don't have Chromebooks, and it's still a constant struggle with Google's the way they do their subdomains and everything else. It, it's you really you really got to watch what you open up with Google, or they'll get the pornographic pictures and inappropriate material. So well, I you... mean, lights Lightspeed is pretty good. I mean, uh, one of the things I learned was was like the uh, translation sites. I saw all those were blocked. I said, well, why Why are the translation sites blocked? I said, well, they'll you know the kids will pluck port. It's essentially a proxy, and the kids will plug in porn sites. It doesn't matter if they can't read what's on the on the site. Kay Wisher, do you work in a school? Is that um, what you do? Yeah, I'm a network system administrator for K through 12. So, does your school system use My Big Campus? We tried. Uh, there wasn't much staff interest in it. We, I mean, we used it to started trying it two or three years ago, and. It just, it'd be right when they introduced it, and it kind of put a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And I don't think anybody's had any interest in trying it since they updated it or whatever here lately. Yeah, we um, at the beginning, it was kind of the same story for us. At the beginning of the year, they were mandating that all the teachers use it, and that was going to be our main method of communication. And it seems like they just can't handle the amount of traffic that they're getting, and it would constantly crash, and it was completely unreliable for us. Um, but I know that we get it for free because we use Lightspeed, and I I don't know if there's some kind of connection between the two besides a business thing or not. Well, it's it's Lightspeed's product. I mean, it, it's 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 their baby. It's hosted on their servers. 
Well, are we going to do something when you get going? Nine thirty. Yeah, I, let me do my thing. I've I've brought up the site so I can talk halfway intelligently. Who's going to MC tonight? Who gets the don't train wreck night? <laughs> yeah, don't everybody talk at once. I think it's Honky's turn. Oh yeah. All in favor, say aye. 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 Well, Honky. All right. Do uh, what do we have though? Well, I had a thing I was going to talk briefly, very briefly, about display managers and the trouble I had. Other other than that, uh, you guys will have to come up with something. I take it we had some feedback? Yeah, we had the the one email. Did you see it? No. Is it set up to copy stuff into my... Oh, I I bet I'm not not hitting my uh, email that I have for the show. It should be coming into your... It should be forwarding... The feedback email should be forwarding to all three, four of us. Well, then I probably missed it then. What was it about? I will read it. The content of the email oh, says... Hold on. Uh, Let me save it for the official show. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll hear it, when, I'll hear it when, when everybody else does. And this is why we should all have backup topics. Well, I said at the start, you know, when we started, I said I could talk about uh, my fail on the Sansa. Well, that, that'd that be good, too. My, mine's not going to take much time. I can talk briefly about the uh, about FS tab. Sounds yeah, good to me. Point. All right, then. Looks like we got ourselves a show. Well, Honky, if you'll start us off. All righty. All right. Well, that was fun. Be right back. Yes, I think I'll take this break to grab a beer. I'll be right back. Honky, uh, why? Why? I think we discussed this another time. Why did you? Why are you using the NTFS on that external drive? Are you? Is that being utilized by Windows or something? I like I said. I think it was just the default, and I never wound up uh, formatting it. It's just. That was the default for it, and I just kind of plugged it in and let it go. I wouldn't trust the NTFS as far as I can throw it. Right, but at this point, I've already got it preloaded down. Does anybody know why, um, and I can I don't know what time frame as far as years ago or when months, you know, what year and month they started utilizing the uh, UUID of drives and FS tab when you, you know, in your distributions installer it's i can't remember when they started defaulting to using the u u i d and what benefit that does for you did they not before i think the one benefit is is if you start switching things out and start moving stuff around that u u i d is a u u i d that's uh, specific to that device or to that certain partition or whatever so that uh if something happens where you know um actually i th- I think I heard from somebody and uh, that that they switched from uh, their system switched over from being like uh, SDB to something else, and um, 
once that happens, it'll it'll screw everything up in your FS tab, while the UUID is just always there, I believe. Yeah, I know, but I, when I I remember when I my very first few few years of using Linux, it was it was always it defaulted to the device name, you know, like you said. But then during some phase, they started implementing the UUID. And I understand why. I think it's like what you said. That UUID is specific to that drive and that partition. It, it doesn't, because if you at the command prompt, if you do a BLK ID, block ID, space, slash dev, slash SD, whatever, that will give you the UUID of that particular partition. And that is. Like I say, it's specific to that drive and that partition that is currently on there. If you reformat that drive and do the same thing, it, you'll get a different UUID. But like you say, if you take that disk, if you move that, say you move the cable in on the motherboard for some reason because you you know added a new drive or something, by you by using the UUID, it'll still boot or still be you know it'll still mount because it's specific to that even though it may be because you moved it to a different port on the motherboard which changes the device listing you won't have problems that's from what i understand of the difference but what you're saying is you think that the uh, the use of the uuid is something that's new yes like i say when i very first started using linux back in 2005 or 6 everything was slash device, you know, SDA, or actually it used to, Fedora Core actually used to be slash dev slash HDA and HDB, HDC, and then it changed to the SD when it went from IDE to SATA drives, they started, then they switched over to SDA, but now everything's just, even whether it's IDE or, or SATA, it's still, now it's still SDA and SDB. So you're going to be gone on the 4th, huh? Yep. Going anywhere good? Uh, spring break, uh, my son's senior year. We're gone. He wants to, we took my daughter on a trip on her senior year, so it's my son's turn. We're going to Washington. State or D.C.? D.C. Well, that's cool. you have anything specific in mind you're uh, looking forward to seeing? Well, I, I, our, my senior year in 1980. Four, I know it dates me. Um, the school, the senior class, always had a senior trip, and we spent a day in Washington D.C. every year. Well, that's what the, they did every year, and we just spent one whole day. We met at the school like at two in the morning. They took took us about fifty miles away to the main airport down in Indianapolis. We got on a plane. We flew into Washington and had already had you know the itinerary all set up to all the different sites you went to and spent a whole day just in Washington and then flew back that and got back late that night so it was kind of like a whirlwind tour of Washington back then so I'm kind of interested and anxious to spend some more time and see everything a little bit you know more in depth. Uh, the Smithsonian is. You know, those are the museums there high on my list of priorities. Yeah, I could spend the whole week in the Air and Space Museum. It's fantastic. Yeah, I I really think mo- most people in this country, the whole rest of the Smithsonian, 
could go away as long as we keep the uh, Air and Space Museum. I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure the others have their advocates, but I, I, I would, I would bet they get as much traffic through the Air and Space Museum as they do all the other Smithsonian's combined. And actually, if I, I would like to see the 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 big warehouse outside of town where they have all the stuff they can't fit in there and all the stuff that they're working on. And can anyone think of any of the other uh, uh, museums that they have there? Oh, they have a natural history. Uh, they've they've got some kind of popular media museum. I mean, they've got like the uh, uh, set from All in the Family or something like that. I can't think of which one that is. Man, if I'm thinking about got- natural, if I'm thinking about natural history, I'm just thinking about the uh, the one in New York where they go down into the uh, the uh, part with the um, uh, the the ocean part, and you look up, and they have that giant freaking blue whale stuffed up there. Yeah, I yeah, you know, probably the natural history would be my second one that I would that I would go to, and uh, <laughs> oh, whichever one's got got the set from uh, uh, Archie Bunker, it's or uh, uh, All in the Family. I think they've also got the the original bridge from the Enterprise in there. I'd like to see that. Get to see Archie Bunker's chair? No, the the Enterprise. Though I can't, I can't believe how many of the, uh, you know, the the, the uh, there's at least two or three uh, fan made uh, Star Trek series that ha- that have just a perfect recreation of the bridge that they've built in a room someplace. I don't think I've ever seen any of those. Oh, there was a new one that just came out. Nightwise uh, put me on. It'll it'll be on his site, and the other one is uh, I think it's NewVoyages dot com now. So what? No love for uh, Archie Bunker's chair? I was never a big fan of that. The first that was just an example. Oh, you gotta love all in the family. <laughs> and I I think there's an art museum. It's well, shoot, it's it's like when we were in Philly last year. Uh. You know, well, we really didn't have time. We we were walking around the city, and and well, you know, it's it's the scene where Rocky runs up the steps in the first movie. That's the that's the big art museum in Philly. But we didn't go in. I mean, it's an incredible architecture in the building, and you know, the statues around on the outside. I I mean, at least from the outside, man. Uh, but you know, art. I wouldn't know what I was looking at if I went inside. Uh, well, I'm sure it would have been wonderful, but there just really wasn't, with what else we we're doing, nobody was that interested, and there wasn't, there wasn't time. There were, you know, there's other stuff we saw around it, and, and uh, I just wish I had a camera that would have done uh, justice to the stuff I saw in that town. Now, is that the same place that had the, uh, the Rocky statue on it, at the very top of the, uh, the, the stairs there? It's not the top of the stairs, it's kind of off to the side, but yeah, there is a Rocky statue. All right, I got a friend who lives down in Philly, and we just kind of drove past that. We didn't go. Uh, we didn't go inside either. And kind of behind, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of up high, and then you go from, you know, on the back side of the building down in there, you're in like the bay or whatever. But uh, uh, you know, right down on the back side of the building, right down near the water, there is, uh, uh, you know, it it it's it's actually the uh, waterworks for the city or something uh but it's in a real fancy building you know beautiful building kind of roman, roman columns and stuff 
And then next to it, there's like a, we went down there to that. There's this open Roman pavilion, you know, like Roman columns and a, and, and, and a roof on top of it. And who was, oh, one, one of the folks, I, I don't know if it was, uh, snacky or, uh, one of the folks there said that they actually got married in there. Uh, and then, then down beyond, there's all these like boat docks, you know, and all these real picturesque built, you know, building side, you know, they're, they're, they're really built side by side by sides, uh, you know, an incredible, an incredible sight there, but just like I, I was taking my cell phone camera and what I see in the viewfinder is just a perfect shot. It looks beautiful. And then I look at the picture and it's like, you know, it, it looks like a mile further away than where I actually took it. And you can't, you can't see any detail of anything. But I mean, it looks it looks like this fisherman's wharf sort of boat docks, and it was just beautiful there. Yeah, it's a real nice area. I got like I said, I got a friend who lives out there. I really should uh, go down there and visit him and uh, try to take in a little bit more. When we went up there, he kind of gave us the, uh, the 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 quick dime tour. I think it was uh, not sure if it was like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. Either way, it was kind of like off season. It was cold outside and windy. We were just kind of walking up and down the streets. We'd walk into whatever was um, free and open. So it might have been like a Sunday afternoon. And we we just visited some of the um, the, uh, the the real uh, cheap and easy ones. Like uh, Liberty Bell is there, I believe, and I think that's one of the ones we just kind of were able to walk in, kind of look at and see it, and then just kind of off to the next thing. Yeah, the historical stuff. Uh, we kind we went there Sunday afternoon, uh, <laughs> and I guess they were renovating, you know, where they normally keep the Liberty Bell. So it was kind of in an off building in a glassed area, so we could see it from where we were from the street. But the line was like a two, you know, to actually go in and see it up close was like a two hour, two hours at least, and no, but nobody was up for that. And and then Independence Hall. We went to go in there and everybody, you know, the whole thing was like a, a TSA checkpoint for knives and stuff. And of course, it wouldn't bother me because I came there on an airplane. But everybody else was like, no, we don't want the government going through our pockets. Uh, so we, we didn't go in there either. But we just did a walk around and, uh, you know, we saw we it was closed, but we saw the cemetery where... Uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin is buried and he's right, he's right next to an edge and they sort of got a, you know, a hole cut out of the wall so you can see him and everything, uh, there. So, you, you know, you, you can see it. It's right, ne- it's right next to the wall. You can see it from the street real easy. So we, we looked at that and, uh, you know, last known God, he took us there. There is this one alleyway, the only place in the whole city where all the houses date back to colonial times. I mean, it's just one little alleyway you go, you go down, but we, you know, we walked down that and took pictures and stuff and, and, and walked around and, you know, uh, Oh, what was it? The, the grain exchange or something. That was an old place. Uh, Betsy Ross's house. All you know, we kind of walked around all that stuff, but we didn't go in anywhere. Like I said, I must have been off the uh when this was visited during the off season or something because it, I had no weights anywhere. I just kind of walked in, but like I said, we didn't also didn't go to like all of the um, big places. We just hit a couple of quick little places that we can kind of would walk to. And of course, you know, uh, 
we were staying in what's called Center City in Philadelphia. I mean, we're from a few blocks of the uh, uh, of the city hall, and uh, uh, you you have you have the you know the, top, the you have the, this real ornate city hall with uh, you know at the very top is a statue of William Penn. And then there's these four other guys I wasn't acquainted with. I mean, they're uh, uh, like 50 feet down uh, on each corner. There's a statue. So you could, you know, by orienting off those guys, you could actually, if you could see City Hall, you could tell northeast, south, and west. You know, I, I got to where if I could see that, I could find my way back to the hotel by about Sunday. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But I guess it was until about 1980 or so, there was a law in Philadelphia that, you know, no no building could be higher than William Penn's hat. And that, you know, that would make the tallest building like about eight stories tall. And of course, I guess they eventually uh, repealed that. So you have a lot. Oh, you have half a dozen much taller buildings down there now. Yeah, it's a real nice city. I, I hope to uh, get back down there sometime soon and, uh, Number one, visit with my friend, and number two, just actually take more time to actually uh, see some of the sites. I mean, we barely even went down um, Main Street there. I mean, my wife has a – she's been from all the, the uh, Hard Rock cafes. She likes to collect all of the uh, big hurricane glasses, so we made sure we went to the uh, Hard Rock in downtown Philly, but that's the only time we spent on Main Street there, and then we kind of left. Well, I saw that. We never went in. Uh <laughs> Oh, we had a we had a running joke, uh, you know. Uh, we said, "Well, we we want to get a Philly steak," and and uh, you know, uh, last known God said, "You know, Philly steak is just crap, man. Every every place in this city, it's uh, you know, it's it's just cheese whiz on a bun and and uh, really tough meat and a couple onions and uh, you know, I guess the peppers are 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 an otherwise invention, so." says man it is bad food you don't want to eat it so we, we never did get around to that but you know we were always was joking you probably get a better cheesesteak at subway that's funny when we were there we actually did get a cheesesteak well uh it must have been a different time when i was there i stayed with him and um he lives just the place he was living at the time was just outside of philly at least uh, outside of uh downtown it was down by some big park that was uh, right in the outskirts of philly and um right around the corner from where he lived there's this little um uh, this this little tiny place that looks like a freaking box car that uh he swore up and down had some of the best cheesesteaks he'd ever eaten so we had gone there and from what i recall it was really good cheesesteaks and uh yeah i mean uh, but you know then again you know I'm not sure if uh, that was just at the time or whether it was, you know, um, there's better anywhere else. But I don't know. It, it definitely can't be worse than freaking Subway. Subway Subway stuff is crap. Well, I seem to remember, I think, uh, last known God said, if we were going to go anywhere, it was this place uh, shaped like a railroad car. So it's probably the same place. I mean, it was yeah, it's just like a little railroad car, a little hole in the wall but it was good food at least i can remember and i don't think it was like a cheese whiz but i don't know i tell you where you need to go the next the next time you get into philly i i take it you probably didn't make it to the reading street station oh no 
Oh, you got to go there. This is like this indoor mall now. I mean, it used to be a railroad station, uh, but it is it is all like little food booths. And, you know, there's like a hundred of them in there or more, and they're just all incredible. We were there a couple times. And, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a Philly native, but uh, last time God is. And, and we, bo- we both agree in our fantasy life, we would we would rent a stall at Reading Street Station and just live there. That sounds awesome. I mean, the first time I was there, I had this, uh, oh, this, uh, this pork sandwich. Cause like I got in that afternoon, everybody got already eaten. I said, well, you know, I haven't had anything since three o'clock this morning, really. I, I got something when I was at the airport, but, uh, and so, well, well, we'll just go to Reading Street Station and, and you know, and of course, <laughs> everybody's always ready to eat when they go, but, you know, Oh man, there's this place that serves pork sandwiches. Oh, that was good. And the next time I went back, I said, "Well, you know, we're over here in the coast. We don't really have much seafood in the Midwest. So we, you know, we have more. We have more now than we ever used to, at least frozen. But you know, where's a good place for this? You know, fresh seafood. And uh, he 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 told me, and it was good. But then uh, we were all eating together, and he treated us just. He bought this box of cannolis so everybody would have one. Oh, my God, those things were good. And they probably sent them back a pretty penny. So if you're, if you're, if you're listening, Nick, thanks again. But, uh, man, those things were incredible. You know what's incredibly sad is I live on, um, I, I live on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, which is, if you ever look at a map of Massachusetts, it's that little arm that sticks off of it. Um, and, it is probably, you know, 90% of the places around here are seafood, and I hate seafood. I honestly can't stand anything that comes out of the water. I don't care what anybody says. I, I, I've been told that, you know, real seafood or whatever or good fresh seafood is not supposed to smell or have a scent or smell bad. In my opinion, everything I've ever smelt or tasted or whatever just smells like low tide. And in my opinion, if you have to dump so much, you know, vinegar and lemon juice and butter and uh, tartar sauce and God knows what else just to be able to eat it, then it's not worth eating. If you dump tartar sauce on a rubber hose, it'll taste just as good. Well, I'm it, it's probably all what you're used to you know uh of course we eat a lot of beef out here not you know i like beef but like i said around here spaghetti is considered ethnic food we have some decent italian restaurants around here i'm not sure how they would compare to something in like uh uh, more new york area but we got some halfway decent ones we do have like the standard olive garden which you know you you can't really call um italian food but you know it, it's a you still have decent mixtures but you're not going to find you're on the cape you're not going to find like a really good uh steak place or a really good like rib joint i don't know it's depressing well unless you go really high end i mean you're not going to find a good steak in a restaurant i mean it's it, you know maybe well we've placed in wichita scotch and sirloin something like that but uh you know, uh, sirloin stockade, you know, that's that's not a real steak. Actually, there was one place right on the outskirts of Boston. I can't feel like for me. I wish Jonathan was here. He might actually remember the name of the place. It was, um, they were actually, like, half of the place was um, 
like an actual meat market or slaughter. I don't think it was a slaughterhouse, but it was actually like a meat market. And the second, and the other half of it was, uh, a, um, a restaurant. And they actually, I think they closed down though, but, uh, they actually had some really good steaks and stuff like that. And that was one of the few places around where you can really get a good steak. There used to be a couple places in Kansas City. One of them was like again a big warehouse sort of thing. Not not as filled as the uh, Reading Station, but they had like you know a, a bunch of like mall. Well, not like stuff you'd find in a mall, but they you know they had they they had a bunch of uh, areas you know that would spe- that would specialize in a certain type of food, and you know you just walk around and graze sort of that. Uh, I guess we were only there once, but that, that was just killer. And then they had this old place, and it, it was in the old train station. It's not there now. But, uh, you know, it was like main course was either lobster or steak or both, and then, you know, mainly seafood, seafood after that, you know, just or all a card off the menu and just, well, you probably wouldn't have liked it, but, man, that oh, that was good. Hey, 50, I've got a question when you were running, I guess it was testing, you said you had to compile different programs. Do you remember which programs or some of the programs that you felt you had to compile? Well, it wasn't testing. It was just Debian standard. It was like, uh, oh, what? what's the, well, XBMC, that, that was one that was not in the distro. Yeah, I have that installed, but uh, if I've run it more than a, two or three times, uh, you know, it'd be unusual. Yeah, the only reason I wanted that, uh, oh, I wanted to set up a MythBox, and I, I still haven't, uh, but I've got a uh, uh, home run uh, network uh, uh, video adapter, HD home run. Uh, and I, I want to, to test that out. There was like, you got to go in windows to detect, to detect your channels. And then you got to import that into Linux and then to actually view anything, you got to run XBMC and I never got it to work, but I, you what I was trying to, to get, you don't have to use windows. Oh, you don't anymore. Not with Myth TV. Oh, it, it'll automatically recognize it now. Oh yeah. But then you to get your program scheduling, you got to pay for a uh, schedules direct, and it's twenty five bucks a year to get uh, the listings and TV, you know, the guide information. Okay, I think I was just trying to get to work outside of uh, uh, MIF TV. Maybe that was it. But uh, so you had you had to compile, and that was that wasn't of Debian, but you had to compile their stuff outside. And of course, I was trying to run this all on an old HP uh, con- convertible tablet, Windows tablet. See, X- XBMC can be used as a Myth TV front end now. They've got, now they've got some add-ins you can add into XBMC to where it will read the data off of your Myth TV back end, which is doing all the recording and scheduling and, and storage of the recordings. And you can actually use instead of loading up the Myth TV front end, which is what allows you to view all your media, you can use XBMC to talk to Myth TV, so you can 
you know, browse all your TV show. You can watch live TV with it now, and you can uh, also you know, see your recordings and all your other media that you have, videos and music and pictures. Well, that reminds me, I need to finally get something that uh, I've, I've been accused of not being on the show because of uh, Doctor Who. You know, when they when they start playing the old uh, uh, Doctor Who episodes here in a month, I need to have something set up to record it. Do you have the, like, the the home HD home run, like the dual tuner? Yeah, that's what I have. I also bought, I finally decided I was going to build a gaming machine. It was, it, it was uh, time. It'll be, it'll be dual boot. Uh, so it'll, ha- well, it'll handle with what's got in it, but I've got a, uh, an HP with a uh, 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 quad core, uh, you know, Core 2 Quad and 8 gig of RAM, but right now it's just got the Intel video. I, I ordered what was uh, uh, supposed to work without any additional connectors, you know, power connectors or anything, A uh, an Asus uh, GTX 750Ti, and I got it, and there's, there's a six-pin power connector on the things. Oh, shoot. It's not. It's supposed to work. You know, the 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 750 Ti's are supposed to work. You know, with with stock uh, power supplies and stock motherboards. So, but you know, I had the I had the uh, power supply I keep around. You know, to to swap in for customers if I need one, and it has a six pin connector. So I, sw- I swapped that in. Still no dice. I mean, the thing ought to be coming up in post. But and I'm playing with it with Windows first, and you know Windows wouldn't install the drivers. Uh, it said no, you don't have you don't have a, an Asus device out there, or well, you don't you don't have a uh, Nvidia device attached. So then, fine, I uh, yanked the 550 watts power supply out of my old uh, P4 gaming machine and stuck it in there. Still the same thing, and. You know, it, it's either that this this particular 750 Ti is is wanting more power off the uh, motherboard than a stock OEM motherboard will supply, or they ship me a dead card. What what type of gaming are you doing? Well, I you know uh, what I what I looked at the specs with this you know if this card would run, I ought to be able to do. Uh, 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 GTA Five. I've got GTA Four, which I've never played because just I I couldn't. Uh, uh, you know, I uh with a Pentium Four and AGP mother uh video card, I got the fastest video AGP video card I could get, and still, uh, you know, of course, a lot of that is because uh GTX Four is just a holy piece of crap as far as far as efficiency you know they they tied in windows live and and a bunch of other crap to it but uh you know i i don't want you know i don't i don't want to do maybe the very latest games and all i've got is a 24 inch monitor so i don't need incredible resolutions so you know i i i figured the quad core processor an 8 gig of ram and you know this like i said this this new uh this new nvidia card is supposed to be you know incredibly more efficient than anything that they've had before what model was it 
It's a GTX uh, 750 Ti. It's it's the flagship for their new processor, and, and it, it's a middle of the road card. It's not a high end card. Uh, there's there I, I guess there's 850s out. There are there are more powerful cards based on the same proc, but they they started out dead center in the middle of the road. And I picked the Asus because most of them have like one regular video out, either DVI or VGA. And an HDMI, and then the you know, and then DisplayPort. You know, this one had two DVIs, a VGA, and HDMI. And uh, my two monitors I used on the old uh, XP gaming machine were were uh, VGA and DVI. I mean, this, this is part of the reason I'm getting it. You know, it's like uh, the old XP box. I don't want to keep it connected to the network anymore. I, I want a new machine and start migrating. Uh, although files over to it, I mean, the data files, I, anything I need to do with them, I could probably do in Linux anyway. And, but there are several games on it that I haven't really finished. And, you know, I don't want to just, uh, I, eventually I'd like, I haven't really been into gaming in like three years and I'd like to get back into it, you know, and I've, I've got games because they've been cheap on discount that I don't have anything that'll run that have been sitting around like, uh, you know, the Chernobyl game, you know, Pripyat or whatever it is, uh, Mafia game, you know, there, there, there was, uh, you know, there used to be a website, I think it's now, that would sell them for five, ten bucks, uh, you know, once they, uh, once they're a couple years old. But, uh, like I said, I've been hearing such good things about uh, GTA 5, I would really like to get into it, too. I've got The Witcher, which really played... The Witcher 1 really played well on the old P4, uh, but I never got too far into it before I got too busy to play games. I'd like to finish that one. And Peter did turn me on to a, uh, he, he said it's it's like Silent Service. Um, it's uh, Danger from the Deep. So I've, I've downloaded both the Windows and the uh, Linux installer for that, and I'm looking forward to, to playing with that. But I, I, I'd like to get a video card that works in the box first. And that card has no uh, separate, it doesn't have a power connection on the card itself, right? No, that's the problem. The the, the uh, 750T, the 750s are not supposed to require external power, and this one does. That's why I switched to PSU. Well, it's if, got if, a, if, if your motherboard has that six-pin connector, then, then it's required for the video. Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I've tried it with a 430 watt and a 550 watt uh, power supply, both with six six pin plugs, and it's still not picked up. Sounds like the card's bad. Well, that that's what I'm thinking. I uh, have you tried all three, the, three ports: the VGA, the DVI, and HDMI. Well, I haven't tried HDMI, but I ha I have tried the both DVI and the VGA. That's really odd. I wouldn't think of the Vault HDMI. I could sure pl I, sh I could sure plug that into my TV and see. Well, it, it it's no, it it should just default to whatever is connected. I mean, you, it, there's nothing just you can plug into. It. Well, you could have all three plugged in, probably drive three display. Yeah, I, I I as I understand, it'll, it'll support any any three of the four, uh, you know, at once. The one I'm looking at so, on New New Egg only has. Three ports. It's got one VGA, one DVI, and one HDMI. Unless you got a different model. 
Well, mine's the Asus. Well, I'm worried about if I return it, there, it, it, all those that card uh, this week have been with $150 of in-game credit in these three games. It's like a, uh, you know, regular $59. And when I go to RMA for it, it says not refundable. So I, I'm hoping they're not going to charge me $59, which I never paid to return the card. Off topic, but uh, Chad, did you ask 5150 earlier why he chose uh, something that was running SID over testing? Yeah, if uh, if I remember correctly, I, 50, you said it was because you wanted more recent versions of the software. Yeah, pretty much. I figured if Ubuntu could handle it, then, uh, of course, they have a bunch of guys to polish everything uh, before it goes out, but uh, I figured I'd at least try it. Well, the reason why I chose um, sit over testing, what actually the reason why I did some uh, app pinning with this, with this box here, was because of um, uh, E17 isn't in the uh, stock testing repos, and actually, um, at the time I was trying to install Mumble, actually wasn't in the testing repos. It was in the stable repos and it was in the SID repos, but it wasn't in testing for some reason. Yeah, I fooled around a little bit with Enlightenment, uh, but never really seriously to try and get it to run as a replacement. Now, did you download them from the uh, the repos, or did you get it from like uh, GitHub? Well, E17 is in testing now. Uh, 0.17.3-3 is the current version, and uh, when I've recently run enlightenment that's that's what i've run i must have hit everything just at the wrong time because i wanted to uh i wanted um like i said mumble for some reason was uh unavailable in testing and um and uh, e17 was unavailable in testing and that's why i wound up doing the uh, the app pinning and the only reason why this machine is actually testing is because of um Oh crap! The video editing software that uh, there was one that's that's available only. Oh, OpenShot. OpenShot is only available in uh, testing and not in SID for some reason. Yeah, I don't do any video editing. I think I remember at one point somebody mentioning that Mumble was not available in Debian testing. But when when I saw that when that was, I I don't remember. I think it was just a a matter. It, just a gap at some point why why it would have been in testing at one point and then not in testing i don't know i probably the qa.debian.org site if you search for mumble you might find some history information so that you could drill down to find out if it was removed and why it was removed I don't know, Googling, I found that it had been removed for some reason. Oh, really? I, I like E17. I've used it both on Bodhi on my uh, netbook. And uh, before the drive died, uh, well, this, com- this computer that is uh, SID now, it was, uh, oh, a year ago, it, w- it was uh, uh, Lubuntu. And I, I, I got, you'd switch desktop. We're losing you, 50. Yeah, you're breaking up. I'm, I may have let my uh, finger slip. As I said, uh, 
uh, I, I had E17 on Ubuntu on this machine that's now said, and it, uh, uh, that implementation of it worked real well because it would, uh, slide desktops by moving your cursor to the left and right sides of the screen. Yeah, I've enjoyed that too, but I've, I keep on thinking that I gotta, uh, go into the configuration and figure out how to do a, uh, a keyboard shortcut for that too. I know it's gotta be in there. There's a lot of, uh, configurations for E17. Well, I found out really helped uh, not go, not sliding desktops when you when you didn't want to, and I I forget where the configuration is, but there was there was one in there to give you like three, you know, you could set it up to give you a three pixel border on, you know, when you maximize a window, it, it would give you three pixels between that and actually the edge of the desktop. Right, and I think when I was actually using uh, Bodhi, because I used Bodhi for probably, I don't know, at least over a year, and um, when I was using Bodhi, I found when um, there are times when I'd gotten too, like, just a little bit close to that edge, and I just kept on skipping around from desktop to desktop, but uh, I've had it installed on both my Debian machines here, and I found it's not as bad i don't know i really haven't i don't think i've ever actually played around with the uh the sensitivity of the uh the pixel on the edge so i'd skip to the next uh desktop but uh whatever the default was uh, just has been uh just been pretty good i'm gonna rebeard and come back guys right be right back i'm doing it the easy way just a bottle of scotch sitting next to me i should probably actually call it a night soon i've been up since 3 a.m yeah i'm gonna have to go soon too Kevin, you're gonna be available tomorrow night. Um, should be. What time? Uh, let's see. It would have to be I don't know sometime uh, around like eight thirty, eight thirty nine o'clock because I gotta get the little one down to sleep. My wife's going, uh, going out and doing something with her friends, so that'll give me some time to, um, uh, if we want to try to use, uh, try to, uh, want to try to show me how to upload the stuff. Um, do you? Are you going to do the editing, or you want me to? Uh, for this one, I think I'm going to leave that one up to you. I think on the 4th, I'm going to probably be just because of the fact of I think it's going to be a pain in the butt for my syst- for any of my systems to throw in um, all, was it, one, two, three, four, five of us, or actually it would be just four if you're not around. I don't know. It might, it, it, I'm not sure if it'll... Um, lag on my system to throw all uh, four audios on at the same time in audacity because i don't have any uh i got three gigs of ram on the desktop here and i got two on the laptop here and that's really about it so i don't i'm not sure i might just um do it in a uh, uh next week in like a single channel that's all, and, I've, been, that's all I've been doing a single channel down there. no I, I probably should have done that because i just I, i've been doing it in multi-channel still multi-channel wave and i don't think there's much what i think what you'll if if you well you haven't recorded well like tonight's recording you'll probably find that the audio between everybody will start uh getting out of sync when we go over an hour right so next week i'll probably just uh so why don't you uh, we'll have you um uh, do the editing for this week and then uh, next week i'll set it up to record in uh in the single channel that way it'll be a lot easier to edit and then i'll just probably i think the easiest way is just um make sure you know chop it off in the right areas truncate silences and then uh put whatever we want to put on for uh intro and outro and then 
you know, slap it in the butt and send it on its merry way. And you do have you do you have Team Viewer installed? I actually just installed it about five minutes ago. I'm hoping it's going to work out okay. Last time I tried to install uh, Team Viewer on one of my uh, straight Debian systems, I had a little bit of problem uh, trying to connect to it. I don't know something. I want to say it was had to have been some permission problem, but I had a hard time uh, getting a good connection. But we'll see, and we'll deal with that when uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Is it a difficult process to uh, upload it? Not really. The hard part that it was was getting it all set up, which is what Tony helped me with, and it, it's really not that difficult. It's just I've got uh, I I kind of started a how-to document the last time I did it, and I'll send that to you. And it's basically just some stuff you can cut and paste into the uh, on the archive org thing. It's got some information for the media that you put in there and it's it's not that difficult. Now what's the name of the program? Easy Tag? Yeah, that's the only thing I found where you can put album art in. And I've been and of course it doesn't work in the AUG file. I don't know why when I play it um on my phone it doesn't show up any of the album art, but the MP three files will. I don't know if it's something something to do with the AUG format or what. Wait, what did what kind of marks did you say, Kevin? Al- album art. You can uh, ah. you can attach a graphic for album art, and I know it shows up when I play the files after I get everything and I play them back in VLC. Well, the album art shows up on the MP3 file, but it doesn't show up on the AUG file. And I noticed it on my phone on other shows. That, of course, I always choose AUG. And they offer the two multiple formats, and I never see any album art from all files. I don't know why. For what it's worth, I use Kid Three QT for a tag editor, and there's a facility in there to drag and drop album artwork onto the file, and it it shows up in the AUG or in an MP3. I've never tried it. Mainly because I don't use a graphical file manager, but uh, it it shows up as something which might be available. Now, can you not do it when you export? Because you can set up tags when you export in uh, Audacity. You can't set it. You can't put in um, uh, an image. Not in Audacity. No. All right. That uh, XML, XML file I sent you. If you pre-edit that before you pre-edit that you can use that in audacity to bring in tags and so that kind of eases that process a little bit because you can use the same xml file for the alg or the mp3 what was the name of that program chatter kid dash or kid three dash qt i'll I'll put it in the uh mumble now does QT doesn't pull in a bunch of KDE dependencies, does it? Uh, let me see. Because in Pac-Man, um, it, uh, Kid 3 is available, and it's got uh, just standard Kid 3 that says it's for KDE, and then it's got the dash QT, which says it's just a QT version. It's going to pull in some libqt4 stuff here on Debian. 
one, two, three, four, five, five different packages. And if libphonon4 is QT, it pulls that in also. Yeah, Kay Wisher, I posted the uh, uh, new egg link in the IRC chat. Uh, but like I said, it inspects it, it. It shows output ports. It doesn't show input power ports anywhere, even on the manufacturer page. And none of the pictures. Well, I didn't look at the manufacturer page, but I went back and looked at it. None, none of the pictures on the manufacturer page show it, show it from the top side of the card where you could see, where you could see that it needed an extra input. Holy crap! That's a beast. Yeah, I probably should have expected it with. The way it, it, it being a two-slot card and all. I wouldn't have kicked too hard if it would have worked with the extra power supply or even if the one I had to yank out of the old uh, out of the old box. It would just mean I'd have to put another power supply in the old box. I meant it to be, you know, set up the old XP machine as a headless box. Listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.